I am Stephanie Bachmeier and this podcast is for pioneers of all kinds. We explore new ways of leadership, communication and co-creation. Be curious, be inspired and be on fire. In this episode, I'm speaking about spring and what it means in terms of quality and atmosphere, about dreamer and sensitive qualities and how they matter in leadership, and the three reality levels Arnold Mendel brought into the process work paradigm. And at the end, I'm demonstrating a quantum flirt to demonstrate how this helps me to connect or relate with you as my audience. Enjoy! Hello, everybody. Hello, beautiful people. <laughs> I'm speaking here still or again from beautiful Finland. I'm here for the first time and I'm just falling in love or I fell in love already. The first episode was about winter. It's not winter anymore because as I learned in Lapland, there are not four seasons, there are eight seasons. And now in March, we are in early spring. This podcast is about pioneer spirit and I think early spring or spring is the season where something grows or you see first signs and signals coming up. This is the season about falling in love or reacting on decent sparks, relating again, no? because winter is more about withdrawal, about stillness also in uh, communication and in relationship and it gives us some space to recalibrate, to nourish ourselves. Whereas in spring we start to get more outwarded again. I love very much this picture and now <laughs> I'm looking for the English name in German, it's Schneeglöckchen. It's these snow flowers, these very tender flowers. But it's actually the first ones who make their way through the snow and start to blossom, whereas the whole environment seems still cold and not really welcoming to them. And I also always felt resonating with this flower and I think it also somehow stands for pioneer spirit because when you are up to something new or bringing something new the environment is not always welcoming you no? and it needs some strength to hold and to go further, even if it's still uncomfortable. I'm also referring to a certain quality 
and I don't know how much you feel sensitive or hypersensitive, but it is actually a quality when I was a child, it was not so much promoted or appreciated to be sensitive. I remember when my family was speaking about me and they said, oh my God, she's so, so, so sensitive. And it sounded like something that is not good to be, that I would not be able to be well-crowned or walk safely through life and they would be rather worried about me walking with this quality through life. And it's these little things that make that we somehow marginalize certain qualities in us. And I think this um, high sensitivity is an amazing feature and quality and it will become more and more important in the times that come. And I would love to do my part in um, making space for it and appreciating it and in you, in me, in everybody. And that does not mean that we cannot be well-grounded on the other side. But what is it actually that is good about being highly sensitive? And it is that you have a kind of radar and you're sensing disturbances in a very early stage. No, you, or at least that it is for me. I think there are quite some different ways to be hypersensitive. But for me, it's really like connecting to the atmosphere and sensing what is happening there in very early stages. And of course, you need also to learn how, how to deal with it and when to bring it back and how to bring it back because not everybody will sense it in the same way. And that is again a bit this quality of the snow flower, I call it now, to, to bring awareness, to, to stand for what you perceive, even if it's not perceived by everybody. And of course, and now I'm coming back to the pioneer spirit, it is a skill so much needed once because you can have a feeling of what is happening before it gets more obvious. But on the other side, and still I'm speaking from myself, it's also a source of, of imagination. And um, this imagination is the possibility to visionize and to think in possibilities and to open up new opportunities and to give creative impulses to others so that something new can, co can be co-created. So it's not only something for... Uh, everyday artists, let's say. Um, it's something we really need in all kind of work. And 
I'm also now referring to the organizational field and leadership because that's um, that's the field I'm working in and and how much this skill is actually adding into a skill set that is necessary now to deal with the current challenging times. And also regarding navigating uncertainty, which is a big topic in these volatile times, of course. I like very much the model Arnold Mindel, the mind behind process work, uses to describe reality. And this is showing three different levels And the first level is about facts and uh, the name is like consensus reality. We can agree on what we see and certain measurements and some objective agreements to judge what we see or experience. So, for example, uh, the cup of my tea it has a size of 6.5 centimeters and uh, yeah we can agree on that when we measure that then there is a second level and that is about personal experiences and uh, it's the dreamland it's where all our individual experiences are and it's a subjective level so we cannot agree on one truth but we can be curious on what is behind our own experience or also the experience of others and that's also where all kind of dreams and stories are located it's really subjective and individual experiences and it's Then there is a third one, and that is the dreaming. That is the level we have really difficult access to. And it needs a certain uh, second awareness to catch signals and to align or perceive it. And uh, there are some nice tools in process work to enlarge the own awareness and to work more also with this essence dreaming level and it's a beautiful way to not only work or live with what we perceive consciously but also include what is more on a subconscious level yeah i think that is also beautifully beautifully fitting to the topic of spring because in a way this fine and second awareness which is also maybe also connected to a sensitivity um, is um, like flirting going in resonance it's not something I, con I, I consciously decide but I observe what I or others go in resonance with and I work with these flirts or also disturbances on the other side. 
and unfolding these flirts can transform or increase my awareness. And I would like um, to share the work with a quantum flirt within this podcast. But before I do that, I wanted to say that it is so important to open up Oh, but I'm, who I, am I to say this? For me, it's so important to open up to this light, playful, flirtatious way of, of being. So that allows me also in dark and intense times find some beauty in it because it's not a contradiction, but I allow myself to go in resonant and to appreciate and celebrate little things and I think for the creative process and therefore also for the pioneer spirit it's so important to allow this kind of flirt to happen and not to judge it or if we are only in the racing and efficiency mode then we will not perceive the little beauty signals all along. So far so good for spring and I would love now to um, step into a quantum floor flirt practice. So Working with the quantum flirt is a very easy thing everybody can do on his or her own. I thought it might be nice to demonstrate it spontaneously. The thing is, I cannot prepare it. So that's part of the game, <laughs> part of uh, the blank, because I don't know what is coming out of this exercise. So let's see. And I will just bring in issue that is not solved for me yet that I can connect the work with the quantum flirt to somehow find an answer for it. I think it's quite nice to work on my relationship with you as a listener with you as an audience because there is some not knowing in for me as I'm not so aware right now who you are and what your expectations are. I want to find out what matters for my relationship with you as a listener and how it works now and uh, of course you're just hearing me and you need to imagine the rest is that I close the eyes and in shortly I will open them but very slowly and I will 
try to stay, stay in a blurry view so that and I can then find out what is actually actually flirting with me what is calling my attention attracting me and I see a part of the microphone that is in front of my nose and mouth and I, I, I see a, a part that holds the microphone and it is like a fork and it's holding, it's grasping and I'm just now using my hand to get a feeling for this quality of holding and grasping the microphone. Uh -huh. Yeah, it gives structure and stability and and there is no way of letting this microphone falling down. So I can really trust in this ability, trust and hold and keep going, keep holding it, keep your message, go ahead, trust in it, it will not fall down. Yeah. Mm. So, and how does this quality matter for the audience? Aha, okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now I'm, I'm like holding this message and it is important that I create this channel so that, that my voice is hearable. So in the sense of visible, so that the message gets hearable and it's important to make this happen, to enable the voice to get loud. And, and I should not mind who will take the seats of the... I, I see like the empty theater now and and empty seats not not being clear and aware who is taking these seats but I should not doubt it I should channel what I have to say and trust that people who need or want to hear that will take their seats <laughs> so yeah that's that's the unfolding of the quantum flirt. I don't know how accessible this is now after this uh, auditative um, demonstration, but maybe you get an idea of that you have a lot of inner wisdom that can help you answer on open issues. So you, you doing regular inner work 
can help you a lot in taking decisions in times of uncertainty and ambiguity so that you have a lot of resources you or we often do not actively use. So that's a bit the message behind this demonstration. And uh, with this I would like to close the second episode and it's the topic of flirting and and connecting to signals and taking flirts and resonance seriously because it helps us navigating through uncertainty. It's not the only recipe, but it's one of the first ones I would like to share. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you liked it, found it useful, make sure you follow us on your favorite podcast platform. Thank you for listening to Pioneer Spirit Podcast. See you next time.